songs unleashed. G'day everyone, Robbie Turner here, another episode of Axons Unleashed, hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Got a bit of a different spin for you today, as you know, Axons Unleashed is not just a property podcast, far from it, we covered all the stuff about why Axon started you know, back in episode one, the key advisors and mentors that you get in your team in episode two, and then we've really branched off into whatever else from there. Today brings me great pleasure to have another awesome guy, a guy I don't know that well here on the Gold Coast. We've met only a, only a couple of times through some mutual friends. Toby Atkins is going to join us. He's an amazing exercise physiologist here on the Gold Coast, but most importantly, he like looks after veterans and specialises in doing that. So Toby, welcome to Axons Unleashed, mate. Well, I really appreciate that, Robbie. I'm really um, excited to be here, mate. So. Mate, me too, me too. Um, yes, yeah, so, you know, just tell me off the, off the bat, What's it like working with veterans in the sort of health space? It's awesome question, man. Honestly, um, it is actually where it all started for me, funnily enough. Um, so it wasn't the direction that I originally wanted to take or was planning on taking when I first came out of university. But uh, honestly, the first job I, I was a subcontractor for is for a business who pretty much primarily worked in veterans health. And Honestly, it, it kind of was love at first sight, um, as funny as that sound. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. think anyone's ever said that to me, but I'd <laughs> take it if they did. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, man, and, and it had a lot to do with the fact that um, it was just a lot of fun, to be honest with you, um, working with veterans. And, and to be to be fair, it was an awesome experience where I got to learn just as much from them as, as, as I could teach and kind of help them with their health and life. So, Great. yeah, fast forward, mate. We, we um, yeah, so that started off working up at, uh, actually up at Mount Tambourine um, mm. with a whole bunch of veterans. I was, I was probably seeing probably about 20 to 30 different veterans um, every week. And uh, is that mainly with the, the military base up there at Canungra? Funnily enough, it wasn't. It right. was a lot to do with like veterans. So like we're, we're talking Vietnam vets, kind of um, yeah, like really that older demographic. Right. So That's interesting because you're quite – like if you're not listening or if you're not – Watching on Spotify or watching on YouTube right now, Toby's actually quite a young fella. How old are you, mate? Yeah, yeah. So I'm only 31. Right. Yeah. 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 So 31 year old, you know, literally uh, helping and dealing and and um, conversating with people double your age. 100. percent right? Yeah, and from a very different dem- demographic as well. And to be fair, very young in my career, and you know, look, let's call a spade a spade. When an older bloke who's been through through the trenches, he um, just he just pointed at me. By the way. <laughs> Thanks, um, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but quite literally, right? Like, um, is looking at a young fellow like me going, you know, what the hell is this guy going to teach me or what the hell is this guy going to give me? Um, it kind of threw me through my faces really early on. Uh, but again, taking that that opportunity and, and working on connection and building relationships and, and, and really kind of working off what it is that they wanted out of the relationship and then working on the relationship and then secondary to that relationship, we then looked at health. Um, and that's kind of the approach I like to take. Yeah. You are, you're right. I am older than you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I coach clients that are 19, 20, 21, 22 mm. that are just so they're about the same age gap, yep. you know, 30 years younger than me, give yep. or take a few months. <laughs> But they're starting off their own journey. But here's the thing, mate. Those veterans were your age one day. Absolutely. I was their age one day. So I love talking. It's not as if you just fucking forget that you were 19 or 20 or 15 or 10, mm. like how, depending on how far your um, memory can go back. So 
being able to relate to you know um, drop your own mask and just being able to relate to people at that particular st- stage of life it is a skill that not everyone's got mm. and when you're in a service based you know providing services like like you and I are as as business owners and I can't wait to talk about entrepreneurship today as well mm-hmm. you've got to be like a, a chameleon Absolutely. you know a, without without compromising on your values or your character or your soul you can't just be able to speak to one sort of dem- demographic or one sort of age group you've got to be able to spread it a bit more you know, I, I, I can only take it from you you love that challenge love it mate yeah and honestly I think it, it, and, and I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later about you know how it is that we got in I got into business and, and all that kind of stuff but that, that was something that I had to learn very early on um, in my life uh, because I, I was put into a position where I was a manager of a company with, with dealing with people twice my age. So all of a sudden I had to kind of, I was thrown into that deep end of working with people who were older than me, giving them the respect that they deserve due to the experiences that they've been into, but also being still being able to give value back to them. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been a cool experience. And, and again, like um, I think we were talking about it just earlier today today like I, I i love working with veterans it's it's a passion of mine um and and still to this day when i now only have personally three clients um i still every saturday morning wake up and look after my vietnam veterans every saturday morning and go to brekkie with them afterwards so, oh that is cool oh, mate it's awesome i love that yeah, yeah. well done mate well yeah. done um, what a bloody intro, ladies and gents. So strap in for this one. It's going to be an excellent <laughs> session. You can see, uh, Daniel, would you agree, my executive producer? I think I've got someone here that's bringing the same energy to what I've got, So, which is yeah, really, really cool. Take us back to the start. So we're, cool. we're talking to you here on the Gold Coast. Where did you grow up? I actually grew up in North Brisbane, a um, little town called Petrie, and then moved to Sandgate. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, so at age of 12, um, you know, we, we moved to Sandgate High, uh, well, Sandgate, to, so I could go to Sandgate High, um, which was all for my football, funnily enough. Um, hate me or love me, I was an AFL player. I love you. Yeah, there I you go. I grew up in country SA, mate, uh, AFL oh, fan. Mate. Give me a fucking high five. Talk my language, yes. mate. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, was a religious um, uh, AFL player. Um, played Queensland and all that kind of stuff. So awesome. moved there for my footy. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, grew up there. And then, then funnily enough, my introduction to the Gold Coast is actually due to university. So originally, I actually wanted to be a psychologist. Um, and which uni did you come down, down to? Griffith here on the Gold Coast. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the reason for it, I got the grades to go pretty much anywhere I wanted to, um, but. Uh, Griffith on the Gold Coast is the only one that offered uh, double in exercise science and psychological science. Mm. Um, and so I was like, well, shit, if I, I want to have something that's, you know, cut above the rest, a double degree would probably be a handy thing to have. Um, so that's kind of why that was my introduction to the Gold Coast. But um, yeah, do you want me to keep going, mate? Or? I was just going to inject in there quickly. You yeah. would have loved the fact that this business is called Axon then. Love it. Mindset. Mate, axons in the brain like it's that's why i start the why i call the business axon i, t- I heard the term one day yeah it's all about mindset you can have this the same group of people yep. that have the same knowledge skills and training but there'll always be one or two that pop themselves above the rest and they are that the, they're like the ultimate you know in the military we're talking like pilots you know uh, special forces yep. people etc etc submarine drivers whatever else and I apologise if you're a truck driver and I didn't mention you, but, you know, you understand <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but the person up on stage that day said, what makes those one or two people rise above the rest of it? Mindset. And then he started talking about axons and went, fuck, that is a, that is a cool name. Yeah. This is way, this is in the, this is in the year BA before axon, <laughs> yeah. way before I even started. I love but then when idea. it came to me, I'm like, I'll write my own business plan one day, go back, listen to episode one about that little activity. 
I knew it was going to be Axon straight away to be successful in business, be a successful special forces guy, be successful in football, be successful at, you know, in property and wealth creation. It comes down to one thing, the way you think about it and what you, how you approach it from a mindset perspective. True or true? Oh, mate, there's... Fucking, you're speaking my language. I love that shit. Um, honestly, on the way here, I was I was going over this this conversation, and, and obviously the times I've met you in the past, um, again from more of a personal perspective. This is this is the first time sober, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was wondering because uh, obviously my background in health, Axon means that, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, I wonder if that's got some kind of connection there. So, um, mate, I know that you're asking the questions, um, <laughs> but I got to ask: is when you when you talk about um, the business, you know, when you you, you were sitting there listening to that guy and he was talking about Axon and stuff and you write down the, the business idea. Did it stem all the way back then, even when you were in the military, this idea came about? Oh, no, no. I, I was working with another firm at that stage. Oh, I see. Yeah. Working in, with another property firm. So, yeah. yeah um, got out, yeah, no, yeah. Sorry. Got out in 2013. Another ex, ex-military guy got word that I was getting out. Basically said, look, come and work with me. Yeah. I know you've been successful in property. I know you've been a special force officer. I need someone like you to help me come and grow the business. And I went and worked with that guy for you know the better part of four years. Unreal. Whilst we parted ways in a not-so-great way, yeah. I've said it publicly and I'm happy to say it again i'm extremely grateful and i think i look back fondly on the good times that i had in that business because he allowed me to you know have a uh, um when you join at 17 and get out at 41 yeah, shit. as a, and i got out as a special force officer and my mm. job was to like coordinate aircraft to drop bombs on people to stop their behavior towards us mm. you can't do that stuff in the real world mm. so i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do <laughs> true <laughs> true or true yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still eternally grateful for that guy and, and the opportunity that, that he gave me was, was awesome. But it didn't work out for us. Yeah. And we decided to go in a different different direction. Hey, presto. Then I'm like, so we were over in Cebu listening to it with, with another conference over there and they had a guest speaker. That's when I heard it for the first time. Imagine. I did not know I was going to in, incorporate that into my own business one day. Yeah. It was all about, wow, that's a cool name. And I just, it always stuck with me. And then when the... When the circumstances transpired, Toby, I'm like, now I can sort of get into a position where I can start my own business. I just brought that recollection back into it and, hey, presto, here we are. That's so good, man. I yeah. love stories like that. Yeah, it's there wicked. you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, mate, so you come down to the Gold Coast. How yep. good's the Goldie? Oh, mate, honestly, it, it's unbelievable. Um, and the reason I say that is, is, and I say that actually unbiasedly, so growing up on the north side of Brisbane, honestly, the, the perception of the Gold Coast wasn't too flash. Because there's this big fucking Berlin Wall thing called the Brisbane River, isn't it? Fuck. You're on the south side of the north side. Uh-huh. I'm not from Brisbane, but when I got here, people were like, oh, north side south. I'm like, what the fuck is that? What is going on? Yeah. It's like east and west over in America, yeah. right? I tell you. Um, but yeah, so so our whole love growing up has always been for the Sunshine Coast, right? Um, so come down to the Gold Coast, I thought it was come to the dark side. Um but genuinely, man, over the over the four years, three four years that I was at university, I, I fell in love with the place. Um, and as I'm, sh- I'm sure you know, and 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 those who live here know, there's there's different parts of the Gold Coast. It's not just what you see on TV. It's not just surface paradise. Correct. And and the opportunities here on the Gold Coast are plentiful. Mm. Um, and and I think that's something that. I really love, like you can get anywhere within half an hour. You know, you've got the country, you've got the, the water, you've got the opportunity, you've got the city. It's, it's got it all, mate. Yeah, so I absolutely love it. Yeah, I did not do a southeast Queensland posting. I missed doing a posting in Brisbane. Yeah, right. Um, and everyone in the military is commonly known as Bruce Vegas. <laughs> 
And when people when people get posted to Brisbane, they're like, "Oh, I'm never fucking leaving here. Yeah. Let's put our kids in private schools. Like, let's let's bed in here as much as we can for three or four years, yep. and then just hold on for dear life, and then just get posted around different units here in Brisbane because yeah. no one ever wants to leave. Yeah, and when go. obviously when I first came here, so when I was working with that other gentleman, speaking about Northside, his office was in North Lakes. Ah, so yeah. I, okay. I, when I first moved to Brisbane, I only, I knew. So I lived in Bulimba for a few months just to get our stuff moved up yep. here, and then we. Um, we were able to traverse the Berlin Wall because I knew about it by then <laughs> and go up to the north side. And then, yeah, same deal. We never really came down south side. It was just all up all up there. So Morton, yep. Morton Bay, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so. yeah, mate. You're right in my backyard. Yeah, Absolutely. there you go. Yeah, no, that's cool. What was uni like? I didn't go to uni. Okay. And, and many of our listeners would have gone to the Australian Defence Force Academy. Gotcha. A military university, yeah, quite yeah. frankly. But it, what, was it, what was it like going through a, a civilian university? Because Gr- Griffith is an amazing, very well-renowned... So there's Bond and Griffith here on the Gold Coast, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, mate, honestly, uh, <laughs> my clients may not want to hear this, no, but honestly, it was... They, they probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was fucking awesome, man. Like, genuinely, it was probably some of the best years of my life. Um, I certainly did it what I would consider the right way, um, which was met a lot of incredible people, had a phenomenal time um learnt lost and probably kind of it was it was then when I moved out of home too right so I moved out of home kind of found myself um developed who I was as a human um and started basically um moving forward with life so as much as I, I talk highly of university. I think looking back as well, it is what you make of it. Um, I, I know a lot of people who have u- been to university and had a very different experience. And I also know a lot of people who go to university to go to university and, and just for that fucking reason, like to tick that box to tick or the box, to, yeah. to be that person. And for me, I, I, to me, university is a stepping stone um and it's an incredible time um if you if you choose to have that incredible time but it's not something that i would you know if if and when i have kids um it'll be a choice if they go they will go because they need the degree to do what they want to do not just to go to university to fulfill their life's purpose yeah yeah exactly i think i think that's something that you know i've preached that to a lot of parents and things as well i'm like look university is just another organization it's another corporation trying to make money, yep. right? And and they're very fucking good at it, right? And the perception is in the civil world, like, unless you go to university, you're not going to be anything, mm-hmm. you know, which is, I think, is just honestly the biggest crock of shit. Of course it is. Because, to be fair, most of the people that I know are super successful didn't go to university, Yeah, you know? So I, I see it as an incredible stepping stone if it ticks the box for what you want to do in life, not just to tick the box. I would have loved the opportunity to do an MBA. Yeah, there you go. But when Tammy and I were booted out of the other business, because yep. I disclosed to him that I was going to maybe do it by myself one day in the future, maybe, maybe. Wow, yeah. And he came in the next morning and went, if you're fucking leaving one day, you're leaving today. Wow. So, <laughs> so wow. It, I think I, you should listen to the first couple of episodes of Axon Life in, yeah. in the context of what we're talking about. That's huge. <laughs> like, so we, uh, yeah, we, we went from, from having having a job into having no job. Um, and obviously there were some still interactions that we had to have on of the course. You know, um, down the track, etc. There was still money owed to us, which was um, thankfully paid, etc. Yep. So we had a little bit of a lifeline there for a few months yep. to get sort of started. But mate, I you know I did my MBA on the fly That's in real term, fucking every every day, still doing it today yeah, without mate. fail. And I'm sure you were doing the, forever the, same. the student, mate. forever, yeah, forever. yeah. So That's wild, dude. Honestly, that. I, 
that's crazy to hear that. And I'm super keen to actually go back and watch those episodes because I'll tell you right now, mate, we, we hire people who look at things from an entrepreneurial perspective. Mate, my GM, the guy who runs the show pretty much now, um, he had a business when started with me, which was in exercise physiology out of Canungra. Um, and, you know, now he's amalgamated that and brought it within, you know, our consultant and everything like that. But to think of, yeah, to, to hear that, blows me away because I'm like if someone is in your business that has a business mindset and an entrepreneurial mindset fuck that's the shit they're, they're the golden tickets man Correct. they're the ones you should yeah. be looking after and nurturing and, and developing and, and anyway yeah but you know what um, lesson learned for me very recently as well no matter how well you look after someone and no matter how well you bring them into your inner circle mm. as the saying goes every day that goes by you're possibly training your next competitor for sure, and that and and fucking good on them. But, yeah. you, but f- on the record and for the record, ladies and gents, you could not pay me enough to go back to the start again and create this from scratch. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking painful. It's like not easy. the success that we enjoy and the reputation that we have and the referrals that we get and the momentum and traction and the the progression of the business doesn't happen overnight. Nah. And for anyone that thinks you can, you've just got a broad idea and you're going to get out of the military and start your own business and you're going to start fucking killing it straight away and have more t- more money and more time and more freedom, it <laughs> is the fucking opposite for years. Absolutely. Absolutely. But when you crack the code a few years down the track, you do have more time. Of course. You do have more money. You do have more freedom. No fucker tells me what to do. Yeah. But I am answerable to the t- team in there that I'm responsible to lead. Absolutely. And of my wife, of course. <laughs> who's who's, <laughs> our, boss, who's right? our, our general manager. There you go. So that's another interesting dynamic, bit like Tan and Pete. Yes. As you know. Yes, yes. Husband and wife team working in a business. There's something else that you should try once in life, ladies and gentlemen, but don't be surprised if it fucking nearly breaks you. But again, when you crack the code, it's the most amazing thing you can ever do. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. And that actually brings me back to my beginnings, mate, because, um, you know, I'm jumping all over the place here. But I don't care. <laughs> just, just, mate, we're freewheeling. So we good. spoke for 30 seconds before we sat down and went, let's press play. Let's, let's, have, a, let's have a good time. Yeah, so my, my parents actually own their own business, right? And that, that, that's, um, that's what started the business journey for me. So at the age of 12, I li- actually lived in the back of a fish and chip shop. Um, oh, with, wow. Yeah, yeah. With my dad being a chef, mum being an artist by trade, but together they bought um, a fish and chip shop uh, in Clontarf. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful, lo- lovely spot. It is, it's magic. Um, and yeah, man, my, my, my life consisted of waking up every morning, helping dad open the fish and chip shop, being on the front counter, making coffees and baking eggs with dad for, for all the locals. Customer service. 100%. From a very young age. And man, I tell you, I have an incredibly fond memory of my, my dad because um, I was a chippy young bloke. Um, also, was a morning person, right? So yeah. he was I uh, six o'clock, six thirty in the morning, serving customers who were just barely waking up. And um, I, I'd <laughs> be like, like, "Hey, you going, fuckers?" Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, not not as a twelve-year-old. Maybe, yeah. maybe not the fuckers, but <laughs> like, the, yeah, literally that, right? And um, you know, so and, and Dad's not a small lad um, by any means. And, and some of the clients would come in and give me a grunt, and he was Dad out the back. My son said, "Good morning." Um, yeah. and then I like, stand behind yeah. me like, and I'm like and then oh, oh sorry good morning you know like super fond memories of that but um, yeah mate like growing up you know with my parents owning their own business um, you know uh, 
father and, and, and wife or, yeah. Yeah. or husband, husband and wife, and wife. sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, running their own show. Like I, I saw what stresses that can put on a relationship. Um, and um, yeah, so so for me, uh, my, my wife actually is a physiotherapist. Um, awesome. Yeah, funny enough. So in what, What's her Cassandra, name, by the way? Cassandra. Yeah, Great. Yeah. I'll look forward to meeting her one day. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but we've currently made the, the, the conscious decision to, to keep, you know, her out of the business. Um, I, I mean, look, she's my wife, so she still understands everything that goes on in the business because, you know, as you know, when, you, when you're the owner-operator, um, you know, it is you. You know, you know, like Axon Property Group may not be Robbie, but Robbie is in Axon. Like, it's, it's one and the same, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I can see yeah, Oh, mate, it's, yeah, it makes me fucking laugh. If, if you think that you are being worked hard as an employee and you don't have enough time and you're giving a lot to the business as an employee – you wait till you're the fucking business owner. Yeah. It becomes you. Yeah. It, you, it, you never stop thinking about it. Yeah. You cannot switch off. It's it, impossible. It's, it's part of your soul. 100%. And I love being a business owner because I loved being in the military. Yeah. My, anyone that knew me back in the day, my blood run green. I was a walking, talking, fucking sleeping military machine. Yeah. When I got out of the military, and they, like for many years afterwards, I'm wearing camp pants. I got my hat on backwards. I got a black t-shirt on. My wife's like, you're fucking dressed like you're still in. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm dressed like a civvy. She goes, you're dressed like you're still in. Go wow. put some normal fucking clothes on. So, and you just didn't realize. No, I had no idea, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's... um. You do have to have that approach. Dare I say, your axons need to be firing in a certain direction for you to be successful in business. It's not just a side hobby because that's all it'll ever be. Yeah. If you want to truly run a successful business, you need to make it part of you. Yeah. You agree? 100%, yeah. man. Like, and, and a perfect example of that is, you know, you talk about going on holidays, right? I, I must admit, I love holidays. I, I actually make a point of going on holidays regularly. I'm not one of these business owners that say, I haven't been on a holiday for five, ten, seven years. That's not me, right? But when I go on holidays... My iPad's on, on, on the side of my bed. I'm waking up in the morning scribbling down stuff and, and, and working on the new strategies and, and concepts and stuff. Not because I have to, but because it is part of me. Like you said, I love this shit. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's it, every opportunity to come up with a new idea and concept to roll out. I'm taking it. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, I, I laugh when we talk about this work-life balance. I'm like, you know, if you're talking about a work-life balance... You are an employee. Right. And you can go home and switch your fucking phone off and it's not your problem and you'll worry about it in the, in the morning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a different different walks of life, like different um, different perspectives, right? Um, and yeah, so, so to me... It's understanding that and, and and loving it, like truly loving it, not being not being upset about by it, because ultimately it's our decision, right? Like no one's holding a gun to your head saying you have to continue to run Axon, yep. just like it's it's not a mine. I love the shit, but yeah. it comes with few sacrifices as well, which I, I think is is glossed over a lot. That's all right. That's mm. why we get to be our own bosses, and we, you know, like yep. I said, when the business gets to a point where it's really successful, and there's you know, um, the employees won't like what I'm about to say, but the true entrepreneurs in you mm. that want to have, you've got a passion, you've found a purpose, you want to be able to contribute to something more than yourself and you literally want to run a business, not just not just have a job, mm. like when you are in the business and you're working and it's just you or maybe one or two others. But when the business provides a service and that service gets turned into value and there's money in your bank account that you weren't in control of, mm. So it's almost like when your tenant starts paying the mortgage for you for the first time, yeah. it's a fucking amazing feeling. Yeah. 
when you get and when you can do that at scale and there is lots of money in your bank account that you weren't directly responsible for that's what running a business is all about mm. and running a business is not about making money money is the byproduct of you providing a services to other people that they feel valuable for that they want to give you money because that's the exchange of value couldn't couldn't agree with you more and if you get into business to make money like and that is your sole purpose in my opinion you're not going to succeed nope you'll never because it, it's it's only ever a transaction exactly and 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 transactions don't make success right like so I'm, I'm i'm a big believer again forever the student right like there is an incredible amount of very successful people in this world and so for me to think that i have to come up with the answer is a stupid ignorant kind of naive thing for me to think right so because the answer last week might not be the answer today right but um, to, to learn off all those guys and, and, and look at them. And, and if you see, like for me, it's all about trends, right? So if I, if I listen to, I, I love podcasts, by the way. I listen to heaps of them. Well, that's right? good because you're currently on one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be awkward if I didn't, right? Um, but if you listen to them, there's, there's a common trend, right? And, and the concept is, you know, you, you've got to do something you're passionate about. You've got to do something you love. Um, and if you're focused, and they talk about it like all the time, it's, it's, create value you know um think about what it is that you're giving to others and and you know it, it will come back onto you right like yep. there's the old-fashioned saying but yeah, yeah. Anyway. it's something i'm extremely proud of is that over the last two years especially where we've really tightened things up from a um tracking all the data and 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 understanding what our numbers and trends are oh, don't get me started on data i love over the shit. last two yeah. years 70 percent of all of our businesses come from either repeat or direct referral wow and when you're building five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar houses That's that take right. eighteen months, flirting with people's financial futures, if people want to do it again or tell their mates about it, fucking you've, gives me goosebumps, mate. You've killed it, mate. If that that is that should be plastered on every fucking wall. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, genuinely, I, like I, it's from phenomenal. someone who's just built a home. Correct. You know, hearing that. <laughs> fuck. Next house is coming to you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, um. Yeah. So. We are a little bit all over the place today, yeah. but I love it, mate. I don't care one little bit. Yeah, so yeah. this is about finding your – like everyone that gets out of the military, I've got mm. a little saying. It's not if you become a veteran, it's when you become a veteran. Mm. And in fact, everyone, unless you do 50 years in the military, mm. probably can't even do that long. Even if you do 40 years in the military and you join at 17, that means you're 58 when you get out. Mm. You'll probably do another 30, 40 years in your life anyway. So you, some, like, and that's the extreme example. 95% of people, Toby, I would say, that you spend more time as a veteran than what you do as a serving member. Oh, there you go. Because yeah, yeah. you're out longer than when you're in, as Makes per sense. the example, as per the, ma the math I, I just went through. So mm. you've got to have a purpose. You've got to have an identity. Who are you when you don't wear a uniform? Whether you put a, a special forces beret on, whether you've got your rank on, whether you've got well, you've got your wings on, whether you, you've got your little bloody um, wheel for it because you're a truck driver. I'll go back to th those yeah, examples yeah. again. Like yeah. it doesn't matter when you are wearing them. You're extremely proud, yeah. and you're part of that organisation, and you love it, and you're giving back, and you're serving, and you've got mateship, and it's really awesome to wear a uniform. When you get out, no one gives a fuck if you've got three or four bloody post nominals on your name because you got a DSC in Afghanistan ten years ago. I laugh at all these people on bloody on LinkedIn. It's like Bob Smith, DSC, CSC, AO. First of all, no one even knows what that fucking means, and it means fucking zero in the real world. Mm. That one movie that I loved when a bit of a spoiler here for those who haven't watched Top Gun yet. <laughs> when when Tom was talk, talking to Val, yeah. Val brought it up on the computer. One line: 
it's time to let go, yeah, didn't no. he? Yeah. You, yeah. I haven't watched it, oh, man. Fuck. I know, I know. I it's just spoiled it for you right there and then. <laughs> but it is. Yeah, like, yeah. it's time to let go of your past, but letting yeah. go of your past is all about creating your future. Exactly. And we're talking about veteran transition here. So, like, do you have some of the conversations? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just tell, tell us about that. When you are... <laughs> I joked last night and yesterday in the office. I'm like, Toby's going to come in and he's going to talk about putting his fingers in veterans. <laughs> I, I meant end of their muscles. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, and it was, but so when you are when you are putting your fingers in veterans' muscles, yes. what, what are you talking to them about? That's, that's actually <laughs> fucking hilarious, man. Um, yeah. So funnily enough, I don't put fingers in in veterans, which is really interesting. Um, as an exercise physiologist, we don't actually do a lot of hands-on treatment. Right. Yeah. There so you that's, go. that's I suppose the biggest difference between a physio and an EP. Great. Um, Tell us about that. Yeah. I apologise. No, no, Please. no. Don't don't apologise. We have physios on board our team anyway. I so, thought so. So we still do that. Thank so, you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you're good. You're good. It's just not. Yeah. My. Yes. Anyway. So, yeah. The biggest difference between a physio and an EP. Um, physio do diagnosis and hands-on treatment. Right. So if you want to know what's wrong with you, you go to a physio. They're the ones who do all the assessments and go, oh, right, you've got a torn, you know, supraspinatus or, you know, torn shoulder muscle or whatever it is. Right. Um, and then they'll go, right, here's, I'm going to do some treatment with you. I'm going to release some muscles, kind of get you moving in the way that I want you to move. And here's some homework to, to go away and, yep. um, and to do a couple of rubber time. bands. Right. Et cetera. Yep. All that shit. Yeah. Um, you've obviously been to a few in your past, I assume. Yeah. Too many. Yeah. Still going. There you go. Yeah. 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 You mentioned that earlier right um so an ep actually comes in after that fact so we we specialize in exercise um rehabilitation or, or so basically where we go into the gym with you take you through exercise programming and work on the actual re rehabilitation so movement so i suppose the easiest way to explain it is in rehabilitation there's kind of three stages that you will go through right please listen to this closely everyone because every single one listening to this right now has got a niggle or an injury or something that hopefully dva are taking care of for you fingers crossed and we'll go down that track that i know absolutely. you're an absolute accredited yep. person with dva absolutely but this is your health we're talking about. None of all that shit matters if you are a fucking broken individual up here, in here. Mm. I just said head, heart, or yep. body, body and soul. Absolutely. So please listen to this. And, uh, and it's really important that you do understand the difference between a physio referral and an EP referral when you're talking to your doctor because they may refer you to the wrong one. Exactly. So this is going to be very informative, Toby. I oh, appreciate Go that. Go for it. Yeah, and, and, and you make a really, really good point in terms of you know the mind, the body, and the soul, right? So And these principles can actually be applied to any of those three areas. The, the, the strategy or, or um, the skill set applied to the mind, obviously, is different to the body, different to the soul. But the, the, this premise and uh, kind of falls into all those it's a reset right so you walk in broken tight like y you need a reset Be and the reason you need a reset is usually because we can't actually get you moving the way that we want to get you moving because muscles are tight you know uh your body won't allow you to get there right so that's where you you know that that feeling of you go to a physio you go to a massage therapist you walk in feeling tight and crap you leave feeling a million dollars free and exactly yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> um and you're like oh man if i just felt like this the whole time i'd be fucking a million dollars right that's your reset 
Okay, that's where hands-on treatment is necessary. Um, well, most preferred yep. uh, method is, is hands-on treatment, right? So that's where an EP isn't the greatest at, yeah? Because we don't do hands-on treatment. We can give you a trigger ball or whatnot to, to help release all your foam rolls, which I'm sure mm. is your best mate. Yeah. Um, but, it, it, you know, you and I both know, you go and get a physio to get their, their hands into you and it, it's so much better than having to sit on a ball and Way try better. and work it yourself, right? I've always been fascinated by, for, for like, that um, they've got X-ray hands, magic can, fingers, right? Oh, it's really, it's so cool. Yeah. You know, and you know, even the old boys that would have been rubbing your legs, bloody playing footy back in the day, Same. they've got magic hands as well. It's, it's a very, very important. You need to have someone with a set of magic hands to put to make yourself, make your body feel better 100%. in your life in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. And Whether it's the bloody the. You know, ma- massage parlor that's going to massage you walking through Westfield yep. or someone that you've got dedicated on your team, everything in between. Absolutely. And everyone has their place, right? Like, I'm a big fucking believer of that, right? So some people will ask me this very awkward question, like, do you think your physio is the right one, a chiro is the right one, an osteopath? I'm like, mate, they all have their different specialties. So it really depends on you. You know, what do, your, what do you and your body need? Um, so that's the reset, yeah? Um, the next one is the re-educate. Right, so we're re-educating your body in the right way it is designed to move. So, so let me put this or give an example. Right, so you you've done your shoulder in, right, uh, which is a, I know a very common injury in the military, um, and it, it may be a torn supraspinatus. You may have actually needed to go get surgery, yeah, um, to to help sort out. Uh, it, it might be rotator cuff problem, it, it could be, you know, bone bone problem, whatever it may be. You go get surgery, you get, you come out, you're feeling tight, you're feeling crap, you get your reset, you get the hands on, the magic fingers, yeah? Now we have to teach your body actually how to work properly. And, and I know that sounds really odd, but the way that you move usually is, is um, there's, there's the perfect, which we're all aiming for, but to be honest with you, pretty much none of us are ever mm. going to get, right? Correct. Because yeah. of the changes that has happened um, in the environments we've put ourselves over our lifespan, yeah? But if we know what perfect is, we can always strive to go at least closer to that as we can, right? As close as we can to that. So that's that re-education piece, yeah? So to give you a good example, if you're, you're doing a seated row in the gym and, and you're not getting shoulder retraction, well, you're not actually using your shoulder in the way that it's meant to be designed, right? Mm. You know, if you if you're don't have scapular movement or shoulder blade movement when you take your hand above your head, well, that's going to cause issues because that's the way your body is actually designed. Designed, yep. yeah. So if you look at the actual mm. anatomy and the physiology of your body, which is obviously what we go to university to learn what's going on underneath the skin, mm. Mm. Um, there's there's the way that your body is designed, um, and then there's the way that we use it. And our, the re-education piece is trying to get the way that we use it as close as we can to the way that it's designed. designed yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, love it, mate. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Did and you find it fascinating? When, and have they got some really good models and everything? R- ridiculous. Probably even better now than what they had when you were going through as technology comes in. Insanely better, yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, <laughs> it, it's, it's fucking fascinating, mate. We, we go and have a look at cadavers. We actually go and have a look at... Um, and I know this What's is, a cadaver? It's, it's a person. Right. It's an right. actual person. Right. Um, I, I, I haven't, no, haven't, haven't right. heard of that term before. Yeah, so right. cadavers basically, you know, when, when someone passes and they dedicate their, their body to science, yep. that's what they're dedicating themselves to, to Got become it. a cadaver, right? Awesome. So you go into a wet lab and we actually are, are there in front of us looking at people who have passed and able to see what it looks like because you see it in a, in a textbook, you see 
it online, you know, they, they make veins blue and, and arteries red and all this. And yeah. that, that does, that's not the way it looks, yeah. right? And, and when awesome. you're looking at the perfect anatomy, uh, you know, no one's got a perfect anatomy. Mm. You know, to, so to see that in, in, in real life, you know, obviously very different. Um, so that's that re-education piece and that's where you get this beautiful crossover. And I say beautiful because to be honest with you, in, in someone's rehabilitation journey, it should be beautiful and there should be crossover. You know, where, where you see a lot of professionals um, who've got, in my opinion, the wrong mindset and they see crossovers as a negative. They're like, don't encroach on my treatment. You know, you're an EP, I'm a physio or, or vice versa or Cairo. Or the, it, the crossover is beautiful because that means that the client, which is what we should all be thinking the most about, they get this beautiful synergy from one profession to the other. They don't get this stop fuck, what do I do? Start okay, again. Okay, start again. Yeah. Effect, it's, it's yeah. this beautiful crossover. So that, that education piece is the crossover between, um, you know, professions with hands-on therapy and an exercise, physio, uh, exercise physiologist, yeah. right? Um, we have three crossover points in this business. Oh, there you go. The coaches do the coaching. Yep. Then we cross it over and give it to the property specialist to take through the next bit. Yes. There's another bit of crossover where the girls go and build the house and then it gets crossed over to our relationship manager for the life of the property. So I, I understand fuck, exactly you what you're talking about. Yeah, and there's no. I bet there's no stop and finish. Like yeah. stop, stop and go. Right? It's it is a transition where you get both. There's a time period where you're getting both. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. When I was explaining the business model to you out there, um, when you sort of f- first came in, you're like, everything you do, the whole lot. Yeah. I'm like, yes, that's what the business model is. You know, but, but, and your job as health professionals is to do the whole lot, Same but thing. not every. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a uh, build support. I'm shit at building houses. There you go. But I know how to coach people. There you go. You know. So yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. Same yeah. time. Exactly. And that I love that shit, man. Because to me, um, the secret of life is simplicity, right? Like, oh, I love that. You know, like if, if I think I see true experts when they're able to take a very complex thing and make it simple. So I truly and honestly believe that. Um, a lot of business and a lot of life is actually the same. Like the same way you manage, you know, I was having this conversation with our practice managers um, earlier this week, trying to help and coach them to become better managers. And, and what I was saying to them is the same way you manage your money, and I know this is going to sound really weird, no, is the same way you should be managing your people, which is the same way as you should be managing your processes. Like it, it, it's the same. And the more you realize that, you know, it takes – you know, the things that you do, the leverage that you use and the investment that you're putting in and for, for a long-term reward, like, it's the same shit. So the fact that your model is the same, it makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, as, as yeah. weird as it's like property uh, and coaching through to health, it's the same, but it is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so a ju- it's a journey, yeah. Absolutely. And if you have a le- one of my main uh, sort of buzzwords I'm using at the moment mm. is care. Yeah. If you care enough mm. about each, if you care about the, the the macro and you care about the micro steps, you'll put the effort in and 100%. you won't miss out. And there will there'll be a proper transition and there'll be notes provided and there'll be communication on the back. Like everything, mate. Yeah. And so, that's why you have so many percent of your people yeah. coming from referrals and direct. That's yeah. why. The, the give a shit factor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got the, you've got the re- reset, reset, the re-education. Re-educate. I am listening. And, and the last one is reinforce. Love it. Yeah. So the reinforce is obviously our 
genius mode when it comes to exercise physiologists. Um, and it's to be honest with you, in, in terms of healthcare in general, I think the the, the place that the poorest amount of attention is is put on. And and to be honest, it's it's probably the most neglected part of people's healthcare, right? Um, which is why I love you know when looking at your model, there's that relationship part at the end, right? Which is a whole department of your business because. If, if you don't nurture the relationship, you don't nurture the re-education that you've just given the new the new body, right, your body, it's going to go back to shit again, yep. right? Because we're all guilty of that. When we're not sore in that particular body part anymore, we don't exercise it because it's not sore. What, yeah, we, only, need to? we only fix it when it starts getting sore again. Right. Everyone put your hands in the air and say, oh, I'm guilty of doing that. Exactly. Daniel, well done. Yeah, every, all, even you, I love it. Dude, 100% I am. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so that's... That's, I think, the biggest problem. Um, and look, again, our secret sauce, um, you know, we, we believe uh, is there's four things um, to, the, to the success of any program, be it rehabilitation, be it, you know, uh, any, anything, in my opinion. Um, and that is uh, you've got consistency and compliance. Right, so they're to me the two major and most important things. Is that two or just one? It's two different. Yep. Um, so that's one and two. Yep. I say them together because they are very much related, but they are distinctly different. Mm -hmm. So you can be compliant to a plan that isn't consistent. Correct. Um, yep. You yep. know what Tracking. I mean? Yeah. Tracking. Right. Exactly. And and so. You know, to use health as... Or, a, you, or you can be doing lots of things consistently that are not good for you. Part of the plan, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly yeah. right? And and so, you know, I, I use the analogy of going to the gym, right? And and this is, I think, brilliant, you know, particularly uh, for, for those in the military, yeah? Because um, they're training every day, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, so this is this is the part that I think a lot of professionals miss, to be, to be fair, yeah? They talk about technique being the most important thing. Yeah, how many times have you heard that when you go to a physiotherapist or an EP? They're like the technique, the way you do things, is the most important aspect of how you train. Yep, right. I would love that to be the case because it would mean that we're more important, but it's not. Because if it was, all the big buffheads going to the gym, yeah, that are fucking massive, they're strong. You can't deny that fact. They are fucking strong. They're sitting in, in front of you lifting, you know, 180 plus kilos in in, in a squat. That is strong. They may be doing it the most stupid way that you've ever seen, but they are strong. Their, their technique is poor, their but they're strong. Exactly. Yeah. And how are they strong if technique's the most important thing mm. and they're doing a poor job? Mm. They are strong because they are consistently going to the gym, sticking to their plan. Their plan might not be perfect, but if they're going to the gym every day for five years, they're going to get big. Mm. They're going to get strong, strong. Yep. right? And you look at the military. A lot of you know, a lot of the guys that I look after, um, who are the older older veterans, they are broken and half of them are broken before they even got to serve because of how they're flogged right in their training yeah, yeah? and and i know there's some method to that right um but they they still are able to serve incredibly because of the 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 shit that you guys go through in terms of the training side of things so the consistency and compliance i think is is the most important thing love that um the next is technique um because that's when we're starting to talk about effectiveness and efficiencies. You know, if someone were to come to me and I said, Robbie, you know, what, what do you want to achieve? And you, you may go, right, well, I want to be able to run, you know, five, you know, five K. And I go, that's fantastic. You know, and, and I turn around and I say to you, okay, I want you to run 
um, every day, but I want you to run on the balls of uh, balls of your feet or on your heels. I want you to run on your heels, oh, right? Couldn't we imagine all, anything worse, right? We yeah. all know that that's not going to get you to where you want to go, right? There's no no propulsion, no propulsion. <laughs> yeah. it's biomechanically, that doesn't make sense, yeah. you know. And and um, so that technique side of the equation, yes, you'll be able to run five k one day. You'll probably get hurt in the process, <laughs> and it'll probably be an my shins will be killing me. Exactly. I'm just thinking Mate, you know, the flexion so you know in your, your foot. Shit. You yeah. know your shit. That's awesome. <laughs> Shin splints and all yeah. the drama would come into play. But eventually you would get there, yeah? Um, so then, you know, that brings in the idea of technique, yeah? It is important to do the right technique because it means that you don't have to get injured and you don't have to take, you know, eight years to, to become big and strong because you, you, you're looking at doing things efficiently and effectively. So technique. And the last one, um, it, it gets the probably the least amount of airtime out of them all, and that's progression. What you're doing today should not be what you're doing in seven weeks' time. And I'm not saying that you need to change your exercises and I'm not saying you need to change the food you eat or the, the lifestyle you have, but you need to progress it if you want to continue to grow. Mm. Growth comes from putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations. Um, and I probably shouldn't use the word uncomfortable um, because you know I also have a, a, a theory of exercise where it should actually be comfortable yet difficult. Yep. But your body is an adaptable machine. So, you know, we talk about getting ourselves out of the comfort zone when it comes to our mindset. I'm sure you talk about this in, yep. in terms of coaching a lot. Um, we grow when we get put into difficult scenarios or, or, or things that our body finds challenging, whether it be mental or physical. So we need to put it continue. If we want to continue growth, we need to continually put ourselves in a difficult situations. So our body and our mind needs to or wants to or has to grow to basically become proficient in whatever it is. It's the only way that it's an only way that we can all um, learn lessons. Right. Mm. You can't tell an adolescent what it's like to be a human. They'll listen to you, but until they go through both of you were smoking, yeah, until yeah. they go through the uncomfortable circumstances in what whatever con in every context that that means, yeah. that's when they'll grow. For sure. Like we are I remember what it was like to be a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 40-year-old. Now soon I'll remember what, you know, I'll experience what it's like to be a 50-year-old. And I am not the same person back as, as I was along each, each of those ways. We've grown. Mm. You know, there's been some tricky, uncomfortable circumstances in this business recently. I can imagine. And whilst it's terrible to go through at the time, I'm so fucking grateful that it's happened mm. because we have grown from it. That's so we cool. have learned from it. We've implemented different things and we do things differently now and we view the world in a different space because I'd, if you're not growing and learning from the things, that you, the uncomfortable things, you're a fool in my... Like you're, that's like kicking Pablo's dog. Right. Like it's like you're, you're not progressing. You're just fucking existing in life. Yeah. Sharks so. are a perfect analogy of that in, 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 in nature, right? If they're not moving forward, they're dead. Yep. Literally. Like they die if they don't move forward. Mm. So, you know, we, we use that analogy a lot. Mm. Yeah, I love that, mate. It's mm. so good. To, like, there, as you can hear, ladies and gentlemen, there are there's so much to your mind, body, and soul that that, that <sighs> need, needs to go into it. You know, so the fact that it acts on mindset, EP, body, soul, like it's just it all it's all sort of inter it's interrelated. There, it yeah, really, yeah. really is. <laughs> um, how can people find you, man? Yeah, like, cool. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, sweet, man. I appreciate that. So um, that we've got five locations here on the Gold Coast. Um, list, so, list them for me. Yeah, cool. So um, Temple Gym. Uh, we're in Temple Gym, which is down in Varsity Lakes. Great. Um, we're in Pindara Physio doing some of their stuff in there. Um, slightly different model there, but we're there. Uh, we're actually out at uh, Live Fit Gym out in Canungra. Great. Um, yeah, so we get a lot of veterans and stuff coming through there, which is really cool, obviously, being close to the Canunga Barracks. 
Um, then we're at the Gold Coast Performance Centre, um, which is at Runaway Bay. Huge facility. Um, it's it's where it's our flagship location. It's where we all started. Right. Um, I've, I've not been to the, the oh, to, to the facility. Man, you got to check it out. It's unreal. It's like Gold awesome. Coast Performance Centre. Legit. Yeah. So who owns that? Who Actually, runs that? Actually, the government. Oh. Yeah, so the government actually owned the facility. It's just changed hands into the sport and tourism component of the government, but it's massive, man. We're talking like Congems training arena. It's got on-stay accommodation, a full running track, indoor and outdoor pools. At Runaway Bay? At Runaway Bay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so you know you know the Runaway Bay Rugby League Club? No. Uh, shopping centre? Yes. Yeah, cool. So Don't that, know what that is. Yeah, awesome. And uh, you know the roundabout where the Oh, the rugby league, just, to the, just yes. to the back of it there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so it's literally down that Morala Ave. Um, yeah. It's just across the road. It's amazing how many people don't know it's there, but it's probably the biggest centre in all of Queensland. Right, it's there you go. fucking massive. Yeah, so, fantastic. yeah, that's our biggest clinic. Um, yeah. We're in there. Um, is that what do we that got was there? Four. Yeah, and then um, we've we've just kind of uh, we we did move up uh, to to uh, Pimpama and, and worked out of a place uh, called Hype Gym. Uh, some things have kind of fallen through a little bit there. Not with Hype Gym. Hype Gym are incredible. They were put under some unfortunate situations. But if um, if you're chasing some help up there, just talk to Hype Gym uh, uh, directly, and they can help you out with some yeah. stuff as well. So fantastic. Yes, yeah, so that's us, and yeah, obviously covered as you mentioned by. Mm. By, by DBA, um, under uh, obviously a referral from from the doctor. From the so, doctor, yeah. Um, um, tell us quickly that about that before we, we, we wrap up. It's been cool. such an awesome session, yeah, Toby. Appreciate um, it. Do you reach out to DBA and go, "Hey, we're an awesome EP"? Sort of so like just give because. Everyone listening right now goes to a, a health professional yep. and they either are or are not accredited with DVA. Right. I was seeing a Cairo. He wasn't accredited with DVA. I see. I had to collect the receipts. I had to submit it all. I had to get reimbursed. It was just a pain in the ass. Yeah, massive. So I was like, fuck it. I'll go to someone who's already accredited. I walk in. Easier. They tick my name off. I walk back out again. Happy days. Got my 12 visits. No dramas. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it is much more convenient for us, the end user, yes. to go to someone that's obviously DVA accredited. Yes. How does, and, but I'm always wondered, how does that work on the back end for you? It's really hard man um it, really easy actually on the back end to, to answer that question so um being credit it's super simple you know, there's heaps of technology out there that makes it really easy from from our perspective the tough part for us in terms of veterans and dva is we're actually it's it's we're not allowed to market directly to them um so i can't go out and and be like come see us you know this is this is great so i can yeah you can <laughs> and and this is why it's 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 really cool to, to do this and you know for us today because it, it creates that awareness and whether or not they come to see us which we would love to look after to, to people or someone else who's an exercise physiologist and physiotherapist one thing I think um, I hear a lot is uh, veterans or, or, or people um, in the military or, or just leaving, they don't know that they have or are allowed access to, to these kind of services a lot of the time. Mm. So the fact I get to sit here and talk to you and, and, and your audience is, is, you know, probably likely in this position, go and talk to your doctor, doctor about first. the help yep. that you can get because you'd be surprised how much is actually covered um, by, by veterans and DVA. So, so for us, it's sad because I love, and my team love looking after veterans because one, you guys looked after us, right? 
Yep. That's Thank truly, you, honestly, how I yep. feel. So, um, yeah, I want to tell you something. You said Thank that you. to me when I, when I first met you. Yeah. just pulled me aside. You went, Thank you for your service. Dude. I'm like, Fuck, I don't get that very often. It's not an Australian thing to do, which is so counterintuitive it's to how proud we are as a nation. Fucking stupid. Like, genuinely, mate. Like, I, and, and I, you know, it's weird. It always starts to, to, to make me, you know, like, it's, it's a weak spot on me, right? Because mm. I've had so many fucked up conversations with my clients about the bullshit that you guys have to go through and it's like the fuck mm. like you've you've literally laid everything on the line you know so that we can have the lives that we have so to be honest with you it's a, it's the smallest thing that we can do and mm. to, is, is to, to give back to you guys and help you guys out um, Love it. Is in, in any way that we can so it, that, that that is a sad point that we can't directly kind of talk to people and, and and try and help more but we we love veterans that's why i was saying to you earlier we we look after actually 70 to 80 veterans every month um you know so we've got a, a big community which i Personally, sorry, mate, I, I, I don't keep going on here. No, but, you can um, go as long as you want. I think it's super important. Again, brings us back to a conversation we had earlier. Like, although I've looked after a lot of veterans, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know what you guys have been through. It's important. I, I can't. Like, as much as, you know, I, I'd actually, I, I can't say that I would like to know because <laughs> fuck, like, again. Again, you can't do it as a side hustle. No, exa <laughs> exactly. And I can't, I, I, like, the shit that I've heard you guys have to deal with, I'm like, fuck, better man, stronger man than me. You know, like, you know, you guys, uh, again. But that's why like through through what we do to create a community of other veterans so you know like that you guys can talk to about with the shit that we can't understand but other you know comrades and and, mm. and those that have been in that position have that's why i love our saturday mornings mate we we go and we train and then we just go have coffee and and the boys talk about the things that they choose to talk about you know some they don't some things they don't and some things they do but to be able to through this company facilitate that collection of, of like-minded, you know, people so that they can have, um, be in a room of people, which I'm sure you do as well through your coaching in this mm. business is, is putting, you know, you know, taking the military guys and saying, Hey, there are people like you in, in, in civilian life. And, and you, you can have those conversations that you otherwise wouldn't be able to with, with the likes of me as well. So, yep. um, I love the, the ability to be able to do, give that, leveraging it out to the other guys who are in the same position as well as obviously doing what I can to help as well. So, And I know that DVA doesn't pay you the exact same rate as what someone else would pay you. And Rest, that's another yeah. fucked thing for the record. Yeah. And I, I'm always so grateful to go and see a health you know, professional yeah. knowing full well that they're not getting the full rate. Yeah. Why and how that is the case, that's a conversation for another time which I'm not qualified in. It is. But it just doesn't – it doesn't pass a pub test. Yeah. It's not – it's not – it, you, should be, you should be getting paid more to treat us yeah. based on the, the very passionate outcry that you just put forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but in the same time, um, and, and I, I completely and entirely agree with you, but at the same time, it sifts out the bullshit people who don't give a fuck and only care about the money. Yeah, you know, very true. Like, because I, I genuinely don't even give a shit about that. I really don't. Like, it doesn't even fucking cross my mind because... Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, we get to help. We get to help more people. Yeah, um, such a good, you know. And that's life. the honest truth of it. Whereas I think uh, the NDIS are a perfect example. NDIS pay through the roof. Yep. Uh, 
you know, how many fucking cowboys are now out there treating NDIS, yep. doing a shit job? It got some media there. attention recently. Yeah, and the money's there, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so there is the goods and the bads. But anyway, but it's very. As I just wrap up, ladies and gents, if you are, if you've got a sore spot, go see your GP. Mm. Like, here's the thing: I'm now a little bit embarrassed about it. I don't get embarrassed. I get embarrassed easily, but it's not very often. Right. I didn't know the difference between an exercise physiologist and a physiotherapist. Mm. And I have had thousands of injuries over the years. Yes. And I do know a little bit about exercise physiology. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So I'm sure as shit, if I don't know, I bet there's plenty of other people oh. out there right now that don't know. So when you're having a chat to your doctor with a particular ailment, mm. let them know that you want to go see a physio. But then once that's done, you also want to be referred to an exercise physiologist for the reasons that you just went through. Absolutely. You know, and and, and, and oftentimes he- we do it at the same time. Because, yeah. you know, the, the physio is looking after the pain in the shoulder whilst we're, you know, uh, reinforcing the, the knee pain that you had, you know, and, and strengthening up that yeah. component. But so, to be fair, mm. it, there's probably just as many times, Toby, where it's not like that. 100%. It's separate. Absolutely. And there's a not that such a, like, there's not necessarily a big, um, uh, uh, not necessarily a really big um, location whereby everyone's located in the, same, in the same spot. So, Absolutely. yeah. We've now educated you, ladies and gents, on the you know making sure that you can look after your body in a, in a, in a different way. Um, Toby from Atkins Health here has come and now joined me on the Gold Coast. And if you're a veteran and you're li- you're living here in South- southeast Queensland, even if you're in Brizzy, if you give a shit about your body, you drive down the fucking runaway bay. It's only half an hour down the highway, and go and see someone as you can see today that absolutely gives a shit about the veteran community. Thank you for joining me, brother. That's a bloody excellent session. I really appreciate My it. Absolute pleasure, mate. Have Thanks a, for having us. Have a great day, everyone. See you later. Bye. <laughs>